It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you. It is August 28th. Let me look at that. August 28th. How about that? 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. We begin this last week of August countdown towards September. And you know what? What's that, David? Some schools are starting today. Oh, and some are not. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) So it's kind of a mixed bag, I think. You've got some school districts getting started. I think uh, Beaverton School District actually gets started today. I know Jesuit High School, they're, they're starting today as well. So my point being is that if you're on the roadways this morning, you may see some school buses. Oh, for sure. Now, remember to mind the rules. Take your time. Everybody wants to get to their destination safely, and we don't need to be having any issues out there with school buses today. (laughs) No, we don't. That's very true. All right. Well, so anyway, happy uh, start of first year, first uh, week of school for many. And again, lots will start after the Labor Day weekend. You know, that's the Labor Day weekend coming up this weekend. That will have a long weekend here for the morning blend, too. So be ready for that. Yeah. And when I say summer starting and summer not, uh, Camas School District apparently was supposed to start today. Teachers instead are on the picket line. Oh. And I am anxiously waiting to hear how negotiations go today (laughs) and tomorrow because. Evergreen School District, all, uh, supposed to start Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know yet if that may or may not happen. It might start Wednesday and then end because I think their contract ends on the thirty first, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be back on the first or on the thirtieth. Yeah. So the Evergreen School District, there's the Vancouver School District, Vancouver there... Evergreen, two school districts in the city, two separate though. Yes. So Vancouver, not. Not under, they seem to be like they're going to open up just fine. It's the Evergreen okay. School District. And that's going to include the high schools of my kids' heritage and the other big one, Union. Mm. Union High School's a real big campus. Right. And uh, that's on the uh, the east side of Vancouver. That's involved there too. So right. we want our kids. And then all the middle schools and elementary yeah. schools in between. When's Vancouver started? You may not know. I'm going to have to look that yeah. up. All right. Yeah. I think they tend to uh, align their calendars and their hours. Uh, oh, the, two, sure. the two school districts tend to do that. Yeah. So anyway, well, hey, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, there are some schools starting today. David, before we get too farther, I've got to say a big thank you to you. Oh, yeah. Me and the good deacon had an amazing time at the Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival. You said, go see Johnny Castro. Tommy Castro. Tommy Castro, yes. excuse me. And the Painkillers. Yes. Which is fantastic name, right? Yeah. They were phenomenal. Uh, yeah. I, I never disappoint. Wow. Yeah. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you came. Time. Yeah. Beverly and I, we hit the stage and we never left. <laughs> we just went right I was up wondering there. who that, that high screeching noise was coming from That's the front. Right. That was and, us. And I could, I could see your, your figure, your outline yeah. jumping up and down, knocking people over, That's trying right. to get to the front. Get out of my way. I get to go up front here. I got <laughs> to dance. You know, I got, a guy has to dance. You got to dance. Well, you do. <laughs> That's for sure. What a great weekend. Yeah, we had a fun time. Uh, yeah, thanks to Vancouver Wine and Jazz. We gave the tickets away last week. Uh, Michael Kissinger, uh, appreciate it. So anyway, fun times. And how was your weekend, by the way? Okay, so yeah. baby Rosemary made her way home. They are, it was amazing. Baby came on Thursday and yeah. she was home on Friday. Yeah. 
just that's, doing great and mom and dad are hanging in be, doing all of the things that first time parents do yeah and measuring out exactly how much she's eating and timing and counting diapers to make sure she's going through the recommended number of wet ones and right and it's wonderful <laughs> nice. and and we just smile and say I'll make a dinner and I'll do the laundry and and you guys got this she's well, okay yeah yeah and and they learn that's, that's how we, we were all we were all first time parents. Any parent was a first time parent at some point in their life. So did you like stay up all night long or Absolutely not. All right. No. Yeah. They they are on their side of the house. They've got the room, the bathroom, and their bedroom. And nice. we don't hear a thing until okay. it was Sunday morning and then we heard some commotion and everything happening and a knock on the door and they were kinda like, Okay, we don't know what to do here and mm-hmm. So I was able to get up at five, which wasn't a big deal for me because that's my normal time up. And I was able to help them out. And then I said, she settled down and I said, all right, grandma time. Yeah. Go to bed. They had not slept. (laughs) I don't think they said they they got very little sleep, if any. Yeah. And, uh. And that's what I was there for. So then me and the good deacon, we fought all morning long. You know, it's my turn to hold the baby. Yeah. No, it's my turn to hold the baby. Sure. So, that's and then, great. you know, a few hours later, they were just like, wow, thank yeah. you so much. So I just, that's the part that I wanted to be. Oh, yeah. When yeah. they needed the backup, let me be there. Otherwise, you guys got it. Uh, it's the best. Well, I'm glad you had a great weekend. So we will uh, roll on with the show on this Monday morning. What do you have coming up? Well, registration opens today and is expected to fill up the 2,000-person capacity. I'm going to tell you how to make sure you have a place at the Healing the Whole Person Conference. Fantastic. And uh, give you an update on the wildfires as well. So uh, stay with us. we got a great show ahead for you. Here is Tori Harris and Face to Face. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Breath of heaven, come and dwell in us, our hearts renew. Fire of God, illuminate, enkindle flames of truth. As we 
That is Tori Harris and Face to Face. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio. It's the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you as we start this final week of August, heading into September very quickly. So, you know, Leonardo DeFilippis. Mm-hmm. St. Luke Productions. Yes. What a history. Of course. With that program and with that, the the shows that they've done over the years. I don't know if Leonardo could answer the question, how many shows have you actually done over the course of 40 years now? I think we're going to talk about one show that's been going for 30 years, I think. So Leonardo's going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaturDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. In your hands, O Lord, we humbly entrust our deceased brothers and sisters. Mater Dei Radio joins Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services for a special rosary for the faithful departed on Wednesday, August 30th. Cards will be available to request a special intention for your loved one. Deacon David Hamus will lead the Holy Rosary and Litany of the Faithful Departed at 12.30 at Gethsemane Chapel in Happy Valley and 2.30 at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery in Portland on Wednesday afternoon, August 30th. Be a part of this uplifting time of peace and renewal. For more information, search the keyword Rosary on the community calendar at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us in this powerful prayer session for Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services and Mater Dei Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 714 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, now, I was looking at the forecast, and you know how they have the little icons and the pictures across What's for up the with week? this week this week? It's like maybe showers all week long. Now, we say that, and it's like maybe 40% chance, 60% chance, but 
it's not really like 100 degree icons across the way. It's more like 70 degrees all through the week. Today, maybe the hottest day of the week, 20% chance of showers, high of 80 degrees. Then for tonight, 40% chance of showers down to 61, your low. Then tomorrow, Tuesday, 60% to 80% chance of rain, a high of just 74 degrees. So uh, yeah, quite a, quite a bit of a change in the forecast compared to those 90 degrees that we experienced over the weekend. Oh my gosh, no doubt. Currently, it is 66 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 66 degrees at St. Michael the Archangel Church in downtown Portland. Well, set this into your mind. August 13th, 1993, World Youth Day. 3,000 young people from all over the world filled the Paramount Theater to watch Maximilian, the Saint of Auschwitz. Joining us this morning to tell us about that incredible event. And in those 30 years, how lives have been transformed and how Leonardo has been able to bring to life to thousands of people the life of St. Maximilian Colby, whose feast day we just celebrated on August 14th. Good, Our good friend Leonardo De Filippis, executive director at St. Luke Productions, joining us today. Good morning, Leonardo. Thanks so much and congratulations on an incredible anniversary. Well, God, uh, God bless you both, Brenda and David. And uh, no, it's wonderful to be back on the radio. And uh, thank you very much. Yeah, that has been quite an achievement. I can't believe it's all in God's hands, of course. But to be able to say that we did that 30 years ago, hard to believe. And um, that was a momentous uh, occasion, of course, when we were at uh, in Denver. And I'm sure some of your listeners, some of them were there. But uh, it was a long time ago. You were you were a young girl there, Brenda, back in those days. <laughs> well, back in those days, uh, the the email that I got from St. Luke Productions has a picture of you, uh, a younger version of you as the, the wonderful St. Maximilian Colby. And now, and uh, let me just say, you hardly changed at all to uh, Leonardo. Was that the first time that you had performed Maximil- Maximilian? Was that kind of set up for World Youth Day? Or was that just a, a newer play that you had that you were invited to uh, perform for those attending? No, that was our official opening. In fact, which is uh, very interesting, connected to, you know, we modern day radio was called KBBM back then in those days. Uh, but what happened was that we had to raise money in order to just go to World Youth Day. So we did a kind of a preview rehearsal. Uh, I think it was at St. Therese Parish and uh, KBBM, modern day radio at that time, helped us raise the money so that we had to pay uh, to be a part of World Youth Day for all the different theatrical things we had to do. So, in fact, there is a connection with the radio station, how they helped us do that. And then that was the official opening. So it was the first time I'd ever truly got through all the lines uh, for the first time in, in that theater. And imagine there was I didn't have a microphone. I did this. For, it's, it's like being in the Civic Auditorium with just using my voice or the Keller Auditorium, they call it now. But I, I did wasn't mic'd. I had a, a just a mic on the floor, so uh, it's uh, it was a pretty pretty scary moment. But to come out there, be it was exhilarating to have three thousand young people from all over the world, people from Poland, everywhere, uh, to see that performance. So it was uh, a momentous occasion, and uh, many many little miracles have happened since then. That's how you had to go back to your theater roots and project, right? You had to project on the stage. 
Exactly. And you know, those days, my early days, uh, we didn't have microphones. Uh, I was used to projecting because of my Shakespearean background in those early days. So it was, yeah. So I had to really project to be Maximilian and to be the Nazis and all the good and the bad. Uh, So it was, uh, it was quite a, quite an occasion. And uh, yeah, when I got beat up, there's a part in the scene where I actually get beat up by the the Nazis. Uh, They knocked me down and I actually threw my whole by accident, maybe I threw my whole body, you know, I was flying through the air right? and I came right on my star, I almost passed out. But anyway, I came back to life and uh, the, the play continued. You know, I got I don't know, of all the times I've talked with you, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question and I was just thinking about it in, in you performing St. Maximilian. So in the preparation of the performance, how do you prepare behind the scenes, behind the stage, I mean, to get ready to give this performance, what is your preparation like? Well, you have to kind of refocus yourself, just like you, uh, any performer or, uh, you know, like even in, in a sports, sporting event, you have to get your mind calmed down. You have to focus. Uh, you have to kind of, because uh, there's a lots of uh, fears, so to speak, you you could mess this up, you could mess that up. I right. hope I start with the right lines, but I think on a spiritual level, I have to kind of enter into a a realm of of asking God to, uh, that I be a vessel that I can actually speak. And it's interesting you ask that, David, because what you know, there's a uh, you know the saying of the Jesuits is for the greater glory of God. Right. And uh, I think Maximilian, for the greatest glory of God, and so I would sometimes just say that, you know, uh, this this performance right now, whoever it's for, if it's for the poor, for the rich, if it's for a college, if it's for a theater, I, I you know, everyone deserves the, the, the best I could give them, you know. So it was a, yeah, that's how I would normally prepare. Uh, obviously, you have to get rid of all the distractions because there's lots of distractions if the setup didn't go well or something happened. Right. You know, there's always an emergency. But in most cases, you you want to ground yourself uh, in, a, in a spiritual mode so you can go out there, uh, you know, and do it properly. Do you, do you ask for the intercession of the saint who you're performing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You ask, Maximilian, and even as you're doing it, even as you're performing, you're surrendering, you have to stay focused, of course, because I'm going to do the good and the bad, evil and good. But you feel sometimes the presence of Maximilian. Uh, you also feel the presence of Our Lady. Uh, so you 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 will have these little touches, you know, uh, of light. And uh, but you have to stay focused. But I do, yeah. Maximilian has become very close to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of I wish I, he was a genius in organization. Uh, uh, I wish I was like him in that way. But I'm still working on that. <laughs> but but I mean, spiritually, he is a powerhouse. He is as Max, as John Paul II, Saint John Paul II would say, he's one of the great saints of one of the greatest saints of the modern era. Mm. So uh, you know, so I think I feel I sense that, and uh, you know, I've had so many incredible experiences in performing it. You know, not just that opening at World Youth Day, which was a massive kind of uh, experience because many people were turned away. A matter of fact, a priest, he was shoving all his kids into the thing and all of a sudden the fire marshals just locked the door and wouldn't let the priest in. 
I can remember <laughs> <Sorry>. that. <laughs> so the priest is banging on the door. They won't let him be a, you know, he's the chaperone for his own kids. They wouldn't let him oh, in. Oh, boy. So Thanks. anyway. Incredible. Leonardo DeFilippo is joining us today, looking back on 30 years of the play, Maximilian, a saint of Auschwitz. So, Leonardo, the first play that I ever experienced from St. Luke Productions was Maximilian Coldly. I remember it very well, watching it at St. Joseph's Church. Uh, now, for people who've never seen it before, they actually do have the ability to watch it in movie form right now tell our listeners about how they can do that well you can go to our website uh com, and you can find out all the different places it's it's playing now we're trying you know it's on obviously it's on now it's on you can watch it on formed if you want which is the catholic versions of a netflix basically and then if it's in your parish and then you can actually watch it on amazon or you can tubi or all these different kind of programs. So go to our, our you know, stlukeproductions.com, become familiar with what what we're doing, and, and you can watch it there. We're trying to get it, you know, uh, into the secular world as well into the religious world, because you never know who is going to bump into that particular, uh, you know, uh, video, the, the, the film of it, film version. And uh, because it's, it's not a Hollywood approach, obviously, it's a right. kind of a record of the play, but the spirit of it is very strong. The message is strong, and it could touch a heart. So who knows what it will do. So please, yeah, I encourage people to see it. Well, fantastic. And then we just have a, a moment left. I know Tolton is making its round again throughout the United States and going to be swinging back through the Pacific Northwest. Tell our listeners where they might be able to catch that and maybe how they can have that play uh, at their parish. Well, it is going to come back to the area. It'll be in the Seattle Archdiocese, just above the river from well, Portland. It'll be at uh, St. Joseph's. We've never done uh, Tolton there before. It'll go to Seton Catholic High School. So we're trying to reach the young with this incredible message of uh, Father Tolton. And then we're going to, of course, be up uh, farther north, um, you know, in, in the Seattle Archdiocese. But you can, you know, contact the St. Luke Productions, get more information, uh, you know, to do that. And, uh, you know, so that we can keep spreading because it's it's a great reflection as you mentioned you saw it many years ago but it's a great reflection to see it again and try to encourage us and and cement our relationship with the saints again you know uh which is a powerful and even now i have a in front of me i have the relic of saint augustine imagine that saint the actual bone of saint augustine that a priest gave me because today's his feast of mm. course and i have performed that for 33 years oh, so that's incredible another, that's enough a lot of anniversaries, but oh. I ask. Oh, Leonardo, we could talk all day long. What you do is just really incredible. And here at Matra Day Radio, we are so proud to be able to partner with you and get the word out so people can see these incredible lives of the saints. Leonardo, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Oh, God bless you both. And God bless all, you, uh, all the listeners of Modern Day Radio. God love you. And it is 725 at Mater Day Radio. Always great to talk to Leonardo. Thank you so much. And again, you can go to Leonardo's website, St. Luke Productions' website, and check out all the wonderful performances and uh, schedule something from your parish. I know uh, Leonardo would appreciate that. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old, reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. And in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Morning may have broken. But don't fret, David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, a wildfire burning near Portland's watershed. We'll have the details coming up in the news. And registration opens today. Get your place at the Healing the Whole Person Conference. I'll have more on that coming up in the news. Here is Matt Marr. And won't let me down. We are the Morning Blend right here at Monster Day Radio. Standing in ruins, covered in ashes. Why, God, oh, why do we suffer in life? Heart is in shambles. No easy answers But you aren't surprised There's no fever in your eyes All through the night All through the night Your love won't let me down Oh, no. 
That is Matt Marr and Won't Let Me Down. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, Pope Francis' next international trip will bring him to Mongolia, a democracy sandwiched between the authoritarian powers of Russia and China. When Pope Francis lands in the capital city on September 1st, he will become the first pope in the history of the Catholic Church to visit Mongolia, but the trip could have geopolitical implications beyond the country's small population of just 1,400 Catholics. In Pope Francis' first speech at Mongolia's state palace, the Pope will address not only Mongolia's democratic leaders, but also the local diplomatic corps, which includes embassy officials from Russia, China, and North uh, North Korea. This speech in particular presents an opportunity for the Pope to send a message to Moscow and Beijing. Now, Russian state media has already signaled that it is paying close attention to the Pope's trip. The Kremlin-owned TASS news outlet even suggested the possibility of a papal plane layover in Moscow airport as neutral location for the Pope France for Pope Francis to meet Russian Orthodox Patriarch Kirill. Chinese Cardinal-elect Stephen Chow of Hong Kong has said that he will travel to Mongolia for the Pope's trip with a delegation of about 30 Hong Kong Catholics. Earlier this year, Chow became the first Hong Kong bishop to make an official visit to Beijing in nearly 30 years. And Archbishop Alexander Sample here in Portland is inviting all of us to join in the Healing the Whole Person Conference on November 30th to December 2nd. Healing the Whole Person is the basis for Dr. Bob Schutz's best-selling book, Be Healed, and takes place only four times each year in parish settings across the U.S. Led by renowned speaker and author Dr. Bob Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and Bart Schutz, the uniquely engaging format will help you see and experience God's healing love through the teachings, prayer, and personal reflection. This transformative event is hosted at Our Lady of Levain Catholic Church, Sacred Heart in Medford, Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove, and Star of the Sea in Brookings will live stream the conference in English, and St. Alice Catholic Church will have a Spanish language live stream in Springfield. Registration opens today i know yeah so make that uh, get that onto your calendar and online registration is also required to attend all of the other locations the satellite yeah. locations also this is going to be an incredible event they say upwards of two thousand people mm-hmm. they'll come from all across the region california oregon yeah. washington idaho nevada even even some farther away than that for this special event so Today is the day to get your registration in. And coming up, I'm going to be talking with somebody who gives an incredible testimony nice. as to the power of this inter- of this uh, conference. Yeah. In fact, I think the registration is open now. I it's mean, open this, now. this morning. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Well, the cooler weather with the chance of rain this week will hopefully dampen some of the wildfires burning throughout the region. The Camp Creek wildfire near Portland's drinking water reservoirs in the Mount Hood National Forest has grown to over 1,200 acres, according to the U.S. Forest Service. Now, as of last report, the fire was 0% contained and about one and a half miles from one drinking water reservoir and three miles from a water treatment facility. 
But officials with the Portland Water Bureau said Sunday afternoon they have not detected any negative effects on the region's drinking water, nor do they expect any. Now, any ash that may fall on the Bullwarn Reservoir closest to the fire, which holds almost 2.5 billion gallons of water, would be diluted. And the Water Bureau pulls water from the middle of the lower parts of the reservoir, according to the officials. 150 firefighters and aerial assets are working on the blaze. So I have to watch that one, that's for sure. The Oregon Department of Transportation will shut down a portion of I-84 West for multiple hours today while it uses special equipment to recover two semis that crashed into the Columbia River at nearly the exact same location Friday night at different times. The westbound side of I-84 will be closed between Biggs Junction and Celilo near milepost 103 starting at 7 a.m. today. Westbound traffic will be diverted around the scene via Highway 30 and Highway 206. Drivers can also use Highway 97 to cross the river at Biggs Junction and use State Route 14 in Washington. Now, both drivers were able to escape their vehicles unharmed. The crashes remain under investigation by Oregon State Police, which has yet to release any information on this unusual series of events. Now, the separate crashes both occurred along the westbound side of I-84 between the Sam Hill Memorial Bridge and Miller Island. The first crash involved a Titan freight system double trailer that plowed through a guardrail and into the Columbia River. Then the second crash involved a twin tanker truck that was said to be empty at the time of the crash. Photos of the scene show the tanker's truck cabin just above the waterline following the crash. It is unclear at this time how much diesel fuel crash uh the crashes spilled into the river the pictures are so weird because when you look at them you think that these two semis were in an accident yeah. together and both ended up in the river that's not the case at all they were separated by hours i believe yeah why did they both happen in the same location something had uh, yeah. something very unusual yeah. about that i don't know and I, like Maybe i said they'll... i'll be following that yeah. investigation to see if they have any answers Well, if you live in the Eugene-Springfield area, you still have time to contribute to the back-to-school drive that runs through this Thursday, Catholic Community Services of Lane County, collecting school supplies to help dozens of families in need. So right with pencils, ballpoint pens, crayons, colored pencils, and dry erase markers, organizational tools like binders, notebooks, loosely paper subject dividers, and three-hole punches, and then backpacks, lunchboxes, zippered pencil bags, things that you don't always think of that are little larger ticket items. If you're already doing school shopping for your child, if you're able to throw something extra into your own cart, you can drop it off at any of these locations and help these children out. Dylan Nichols is the communications coordinator for Catholic Community Services of Lane County. He says back-to-school drive donation barrows are located at their service centers in Eugene and Springfield, as well as a number of churches in the area. More information is available on their website at ccslc.org. 450 teachers in the Camas Education Association are walking the picket line instead of welcoming students to the first day of classes for the 2023-24 school year. 
Negotiations stalled late Sunday, prompting the call to walk out. The CEA said the school district has funds but refused to make commitments to reasonable class sizes or equitable funding for music, PE, and libraries. CEA Vice President Michael Sanchez told local news striking was clearly not the teacher's first choice. In quotes, he said, what we really want to have happen is for us to be at our school Monday morning, welcoming all our kids back from a great summer and getting to the work that we need to do. Well, obviously that didn't happen. So Camas became the first of three Southwest Washington school uh, districts to go on strike. The others, Battleground and Evergreen, have negotiating sessions scheduled for Monday in an effort to be in the classroom when school is scheduled to begin on Wednesday. All right. As we mentioned, too, at the start of the show, there are some schools that started today, this morning. So uh Watch for school buses out there today because uh, you're going to start to see them now from here on out. In sports, uh, Brenda, don't bother me for a couple weeks now. Okay. Because okay? it's the U.S. Open Tennis <laughs> Championships. They get underway this morning from the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center in New York. The two-week affair is the final Grand Slam event of the season. Number of good storylines heading into the finale. There will be another epic showdown. Will there be another epic showdown between the ageless veteran, some may say the GOAT, Novak Djokovic, and the talented upstart Carlos Alcaraz, the defending champ, by the way. And you may recall Alcaraz beat Djokovic in the Wimbledon final. So uh, this going to be another great tournament. On the women's side, can American teen Coco Goff <gasps> win her first Grand Slam title? To do so, she will have to get through top seat Iga Swiatek in the quarterfinals. Goff had a great summer. She recently won the tournament in Cincinnati, been playing great. So uh, I can hardly wait. Oh, I bet. Now, this one's going to be exciting for you, too, David. I think you might be groggy more because they're only three hours ahead, meaning that a a match ending at 10 o'clock is right before your bedtime. But if it goes a little bit later... You're yeah, going to stay yeah. up and watch it. I know you will. The good thing for me is that the first the, like the first TV matches that I want to see, it's like at four this afternoon. Oh. It's just perfect. Perfect. Don't bother me. Okay. Make sure you get your walk in early. <laughs> I will do that. While there were many different contributors to St. Augustine's famous conversion, including the prayerful tears of his mother, the Bible played a pivotal part in his journey back to Christ. In particular, one day he was with a friend and heard a peculiar voice, as he explains in his book, Confessions. He said, I heard a voice as of a boy or girl, I know not which, coming from a neighboring house, chanting and repeating, take up and read, take up and read. Immediately, my countenance was changed and I began most earnestly to consider whether it was unusual for children in any kind of game to sing such words, nor could I remember ever to have heard the like. So restraining the torrent of my tears, I rose up, interpreting it no other way than as a command for to me from heaven to open the book and to read the first chapter I should light upon. And his eyes fell upon Romans 13, and it said, Let us conduct ourselves becomingly as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery or licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to gratify its desires. 
This verse made a major impact upon St. Augustine, and he had lived a life of debauchery, indulging in all the carnal desires. He didn't read any more Bible at the moment, as that was sufficient to pierce his heart. St. Augustine proceeded to dedicate the rest of his life to Jesus Christ and became one of the greatest saints the church has ever known. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this morning at 8 a.m. at Mount Angel Seminary Mass of the Holy Spirit in person and live stream. Join the Mount Angel Abbey community as it prays for the Holy Spirit's blessing on all the seminarians and students at the beginning of their 23-24 academic year. After Mass at 8 a.m. in the Abbey, Father Stephen Clovis will deliver the inaugural address. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, registration starts this morning for Healing the Whole Person Conference. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Sister Anne-Marie Warren in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps strengthen their resolutions, shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 746 at Mater Day Radio. Well, just a slight chance of a shower this morning, then hazy skies, high of 80 degrees, 40% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 61. And then for Tuesday, 80% chance of a shower, a high of 74, much cooler. Currently, it is 63 degrees at Our Lady of Levang Catholic Church in Happy Valley. And it's 60 degrees at St. Paul Church in Eugene. Well, the Archdiocese of Portland is gearing up for an incredible event that the whole community, the whole Archdiocese, even the whole state of Oregon is invited to join in. It is the Healing the Whole Person 
Conference. Now, we've been talking about this on the Morning Blend, and joining me today is Kevin Minetti. We're going to just talk about what that means, the healing the whole person, and make sure you have all the information you need to sign up when registration is open. Kevin is the executive director of Encounter School of Ministry that is opening up here in the Archdiocese of Portland in the fall. Kevin, you're joining me today. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining us on the show again. Good morning. Glad to be here, Brenda. Kevin, I think that I maybe wasn't quite prepared as to how exciting and how rare an opportunity it is for us here in the Pacific Northwest to be able to have this conference. It is coming up later in the year. It's being hosted at Our Lady of LeVayne Catholic Church. For our listeners, just give us a little bit of an overview about how you came to find and understand what this Healing the Whole Person conference is meant to do for each one of us. Yeah, well, I just, I, I, I love this conference. You know, my wife and I, we talk about it and we say, in our healing journey, this was the single most instrumental and powerful thing that helped us in our journey. So um, maybe fast forward, I think it was around four years ago, um, fast forward back in time, I mean, <laughs> um, we we were at uh, just such a serious point in our marriage, which was really a breaking point. Um and we were questioning the validity of our marriage, and and we were we were finding just irreconcilable differences, and things were coming to the surface as we were becoming new parents that we didn't even know were there, and this led us to to kind of just this this tension where we were just like, is there anything worth pursuing in our marriage? Um, one day. <laughs> that led us to um, just just to really see, like, is, is there any healing or is, is, is this going to be the end? And I remember I was sitting on the couch. I looked up on my phone. I was just like, I wonder if there's some sort of healing thing we could go on. Um, and I, I remember hearing from a friend um, that there's this conference called the Healing the Whole Person Day of Equipping Conference. And I looked up just, is there anything close to us? And I saw that there was something happening two weeks away. This was uh, about two hours north in Tacoma, Washington. And it was just how that lined up, which is incredible, because they only do like three events a year throughout the U.S. And I reached out to my mom and I said, um, you know, would you be willing to come and watch the kids? And this was the first time I think I'd ever asked her to do something like that, um, to come and watch the kids for, for an overnight thing. And uh, she she didn't even hesitate. She said, yes, I would be happy to do that for you guys. And it wasn't even like, well, I'll check with your dad and we'll, we'll get back to you. Um, so we went on there and a couple things leading up to that. I, I mentioned we, we were pursuing um, just looking if there was any healing, something that the Lord had brought up in our journey um, as we were not seeing eye to eye and trying to see if there were there were ways that we could see eye to eye or just what was at the root of this. We were actually going through some of the tools that the JP2 Healing Center has. So we were reading through Be Healed together, and we had gone through that and really like tilled the soil of what was going on in our marriage. And um, when it came down to it, some of the ways that I noticed my wife was responding to me were, were just a little different than, than what I'd hear from others and their common marriage struggles. And I just sat her down one day and I, I, I just said like, honey, I, I say this with all respect, but 
I just feel like maybe there's something a little bit deeper than just our struggles going on in our marriage. That's how we entered this conference. We entered this conference just um, knowing there was a lot of brokenness and really just seeking the Lord, seeking His healing, seeking His answers. And so we came on this conference, um, and um, at first, you know, I I thought maybe, maybe my wife would be the one to go, because as I mentioned, I never... I never asked my mom to come watch the kids, but um, we just felt like we were both supposed to go. So I went on this conference really to support my wife through this journey. And uh, when we're there, um, it just, it did so much. Um, You know, Sister Miriam, Dr. Bob, Bart, they do such a good job of just taking you gently, but strongly through your past, your brokenness, um, kind of the wounds, the hurts from your past, and and really addressing them. I'm not going to say it's an easy process, but it really, they have such a grace in their charisms of taking you to those places, because you find that how you live the rest of your life is often locked in those, um, often things from your childhood, beliefs that you formed and that you just keep coming back to and keep strengthening that belief. And that could be leading to how I treat my mom, how I treat women for the rest of my life. So they, they kind of explain that journey. One of the pieces um, that, I, that I like to stress so much, because when people he- hear the Healing the Whole Person conference, they often forget the other part, which is the day of equipping that BART leads. And that's on the Friday during the day. But the day of equipping is so important, because when you go through all the trauma and all the the healing, you know, and sometimes it's not, it's not like big trauma, like, like maybe as I explained with my wife, Mm -hmm. maybe it's, it's something very small. When you're healed, when Jesus goes and addresses those and replaces those lies that you were believing, replaces them with his truth, we don't just want to just do the healing journey. Like, like, okay, I'm healed. Um, and then I'm going to go live life until I'm hurt again, then I'm going to get healed again. No, we, we want to get healed so that we know Jesus better and that we can actually receive the truth about how we're supposed to walk out the rest of this life. So that's really what the day of equipping is for, is, is teaching you how to be disciples of Jesus and how to carry His healing power through your healing to then touch others. Um, at this conference that I came to to support my wife, I find that the Lord's working on my own heart. Uh, Bart, he was, he was giving this talk on the love of God the Father, and he's talking about when Jesus was baptized, and the skies opened, and there's this voice that comes that says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And listening to this, that did something in me. And this has really just transformed our whole family, our whole um, community of, of the people that, you know, we've, we've been blessed to share with. Kevin, what a powerful experience. Thank you so much for sharing with us your story. Kevin is talking about the Healing the Whole Person Conference. Tickets go on sale today, and it is your opportunity to join in on this powerful experience. Kevin, I've enjoyed our conversation so much, but I am coming up against my break. Please stay with me through the break, and we are going to continue our conversation in the next half hour. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it is a Monday. That means Monday evening, 7.30. It's the wonderful program, 
Living Stones with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers and Ken Hellenius. Please tune in. They always have just wonderful topics you can listen to. Again, 730 Living Stones. Go to our website, click on the programming page. You can print out a full program schedule for yourself. Mater Day Radio's program schedule on our website, materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Hi everyone, this is David from Mater Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. And a public health warning about a rabid bat. We'll have that for you in the news. And workers in Japan have started releasing treated radioactive water from Fukushima. I will tell you whether or not experts feel like this is a safe thing to do. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. It's the saint we've all been waiting for, one of the most famous, one of the holiest, one of the most well-loved saints in all of church history, the one, the only, Saint Augustine of Hippo. In our family, we love him so much, we named our only son after him. So how and why does this man's life continue to make such an impact on souls, even thousands of years after his death? I feel like I can't even truly capture it all in this two to three minute segment. So if you really want to immerse yourself in the amazingness of this human, read his works. In fact, just soak in these little nuggets of wisdom for a second. Quote, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. To fall in love with God is the greatest romance, to seek him the greatest adventure, to find him the greatest human achievement. There is no saint without a past, no sinner without a future. Some people, in order to discover God, read books. But there is a great book, the very appearance of created things. Look above you, look below you, read it. 
God, whom you want to discover, never wrote that book with ink. Instead, he set before your eyes the things that he had made. Can you ask for a louder voice than that? I love that one. While his writings are amazing, the testimony of his conversion is what really draws people to this great saint. Born in Northern Africa, 354, he was raised around the Christian faith by Saint Monica, his Christian mother, and his pagan father who eventually converted to Christianity on his deathbed. However, Saint Augustine enjoyed being bad, reveling in parties and drunkenness and sins of the flesh. Side note, his mother prayed for him for 30 years before her son finally converted. So to all you parents out there offering prayers for your kids, don't stop praying, all in God's timing. As a young adult, Augustine traveled to Carthage, and there he became a follower of Manichaeism. He also started a relationship with a woman, and together they had a son, Adiadatus. Unfortunately, he couldn't marry her due to her social status. Eventually, he left her and raised Adiadatus on his own. All the while, he continued seeking higher knowledge and working at his world-class debate and rhetoric skills. Gradually, he became disillusioned by Manichaeism and left for Italy to pursue greater things. And thank goodness he did too. There, his debate skills were challenged by yet another great saint, Saint Ambrose, the Bishop of Milan, whose sharp reason and expert rhetoric convinced Augustine that the truth was actually found in the Catholic Church. Augustine converted, gave up his immoral living completely, and in 391 became a priest at the age of 37, then the Bishop of Hippo in 395. Augustine is a great example of how it's never too late for a sinner to become a saint. Saint Augustine, ora pro nobis. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio, Please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Christ is with us and walking beside us in our daily journey through life, including our struggles to be holy, Pope Francis said on Sunday. Emphasizing that Jesus is not just an historical figure, the Pope said that we are not alone on the path of life because Christ is with us and Christ helps us to walk as he did with Peter and the disciples. Pope Francis spoke about the presence of Christ during his weekly Sunday address in Angelus Prayer, uh, Prayer, excuse me, which he delivered from a window overlooking St. Peter's Square. Pope Francis reflected on the question Jesus asked his disciple in the day's gospel reading, who do people say that the Son of Man is? In general, people say good things, the Pope noted. Many see Jesus as a great teacher, as a special person, good, righteous, consistent, courageous. But is this enough to understand who he is? And above all, is it enough for Jesus? It seems not. And he goes on, Jesus does not want to be known as merely a historical figure. He wants to be close to us, the Pope emphasized. Pope also said to reflect on whether Jesus is truly Lord of our lives if we entrust ourselves to him in difficult moments. Well, public health officials in Clatsop County report that a bat recently found in the area has tested positive for rabies. They're reminding folks that the rabies virus is transmitted through a bite or scratch of an infected animal. And while post-exposure vaccination is effective, the best plan is prevention. Bats are the main carrier of rabies in Oregon. Public health officials have these preventative steps 
Avoid physical contact with bats, healthy, sick, alive, or dead. Be sure to keep children and pets away from bats. Do not hand feed or otherwise handle stray animals and wildlife. Vaccinate all dogs and cats against rabies. This protects them and provides an immune barrier between humans and wild animals. They say while bats play a valuable role in nature, contact with humans should be avoided. Sick bats may be seen flopping around on the ground or otherwise acting unusual, so uh, definitely stay away. I just feel like bats in general act in an unusual way, and I just don't want to come near any of them. They are erratic. That's a good idea. Workers in Japan have started releasing treated radioactive water from the Fukushima nuclear power plant into the Pacific Ocean. The plant was destroyed in 2011 earthquake and massive tsunami and water has been accumulating ever since. On Thursday, the Chinese government announced it was immediately suspending aquatic imports such as seafood from Japan. A review by the U.N.'s nuclear watchdog says the discharge will have a negligible radiological impact to people and the environment, but some nations remain concerned. After the 2011 Tohoku earthquake and tsunami, several reactors melted down at the Fukushima nuclear power plant. To avert further disaster, workers flooded the reactors with water, and that water quickly became highly contaminated. The plant is now offline and the reactors are defunct, but they still need to be cooled, which is why wastewater continues to accumulate. In the years since the accident, groundwater has also filtered into the site and some of it has been contaminated as well. Currently, there are some 350 million gallons being stored in more than a thousand tanks on site, according to Japanese authorities. Those tanks are nearing capacity and the site cannot fit anymore. So some of the water needs to be released, according to the government. The government has been working on a complex filtration system that removes most of the radioactive isotopes from the water. The International Atomic Energy Agency has peer-reviewed this plan and believes it is consistent with international safety standards. The IAEA also plans to conduct independent monitoring to make sure the discharge is done safely. Well, as we approach the cold and flu season, health officials report that a new COVID-19 vaccine should be ready for distribution in mid-September. Food and Drug Administration is expected to give its nod to the new vaccine in several weeks. Now, the shots also need approval from an advisory committee and the CDC. The announcement comes amid a late summer uptick in COVID-19 cases. The CDC says COVID numbers have jumped by 22 percent in recent weeks, judging by hospitalization numbers. Still, officials say those are levels that are about one-third of where they were a year ago, largely thanks to immunity from vaccinations and prior infections. While vaccines were previously provided free by the government, this is the first time vaccines will be provided through a commercial market. But under the Affordable Care Act, most insurance plans are required to cover the full cost of vaccines without copays. Pope Francis' next international trip will bring him to Mongolia, a democracy sandwiched between the authoritarian powers of Russia and China. While Pope Francis lands in the capital city on September 1st, he will become the first pope in the history of the Catholic Church to visit Mongolia, 
but the trip could have geopolitical implications beyond the country's small population of just 1,400 Catholics. Chinese Cardinal-elect Stephen Chow of Hong Kong has said that he will travel to Mongolia for the Pope's trip with a delegation of about 30 Hong Kong Catholics. Earlier this year, Chow became the first Hong Kong bishop to make an official visit to Beijing in nearly 30 years. While Pope Francis is in Mongolia, the Chinese Communist Party will implement new religious restrictions titled Regulation on the Management of Religious Activity Sites, which comes into force on September 1st. The restriction banned the display of religious symbols outdoors, requiring preaching to reflect core socialist values and limit all religious activity to government-approved religious venues, according to China Aid. Pope Francis is set to travel to Outer Mongolia over the upcoming Labor Day weekend. During the four-day trip, the Pope is scheduled to meet with government leaders, engage in interreligious dialogue, and offer Mass for the country's small Catholic population. And in sports, the West Coast Conference has unveiled its 2023-24 men's basketball conference schedule, and the University of Portland will host the Pacific Tigers on Saturday, January 6th, to tip off the league slate Portland will host Pacific Northwest rival Gonzaga on Thursday, February 22nd, while two home games will feature doubleheaders with the Pilot women. On January 18th, the women host St. Mary's and the men welcome San Diego, while on February 10th, it's the women versus Pepperdine and the men hosting perennial NCAA tournament contender St. Mary's. Full selection of games from the WCC's national television partners ESPN and CBS Sports will be announced at a later date, along with game times. Pope Francis is encouraging the faithful to visit Marian shrines, since in these places of pilgrimage, he said, we can lay the difficulties of life in the hands of the Virgin Mary, and there, speaking in our mother tongue, Mary will comfort us and help us find peace of heart, the Pope said. The Holy Father said this in greeting various language groups at the end of the general audience on August 23rd, which he dedicated to the excellent evangelization efforts of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And he particularly noted the feast day of Our Lady of Chestahova, which was August 26th. He said, may she to whom the faithful make pilgrimages as to the home of their beloved mother be a model for you in humbly listening to and meditating on the words of Jesus Christ. Now, certain shrines have histories tracing all the way back to the apostles. St. Peter is said to have founded Santa Maria de Finibus Terrae at the southern point of the Italian peninsula. But again, shrines can be much simpler and more homey than that. In fact, the whole town in Malta could almost be considered a shrine. After all, it's named the Hail Mary. But if getting to one of these spots is difficult, consider how even a walk or run through your own neighborhood might give some of these spiritual treasures the Pope was speaking about. I love it when I am going down the road, especially in a new neighborhood that I'm traveling, and you come across one of those statues of the Virgin Mary, or in our case, a picture of St. Francis right there in the front yard. Mm -hmm. A little moment to pray. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
On Tuesday, beginning at 7 a.m., is a convocation of mass for Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, happening at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to mark the commencement of Chesterton Academy's Frassati 2022-24 academic school year with this convocation mass and breakfast. And remember, you can find details on these and the other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And we'll have more for you on Healing the Whole Person Conference. It's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS App Store, Google Play, or MaterdayRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 814 at Mater Day Radio. Well, going to be a much cooler week ahead. There is a slight chance of a shower this morning, a high of 80 degrees under some hazy skies. 
40% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 61. And then for Tuesday, could see up to an 80% chance of rain as we roll into the afternoon and evening hours tomorrow. Just a high of 74 degrees tomorrow. Wow, it looks like uh, there's off and on chances throughout the week, too, mm-hmm. for those showers. be interesting to see how things roll out as we move along through the week. Currently 64 degrees at Immaculate Heart Catholic Church up in Kelso. And at 61 degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem. And I am back with Kevin Minetti. Kevin is joining us today as we prepare to open the registration for the Healing the Whole Person Conference. It's coming up later this year. It it will surely draw thousands of people to this event. Tickets go on sale today. Kevin Minetti is joining me today sharing his experience. Kevin, in our first half hour, you shared some of your own testimony about how that began. Kevin, since that time, how has that healing continued in your own life? I think that's really what this conference is set up to do is it's not supposed to fix everything. <laughs> you yeah. know, Sister Miriam has, has a great line. She says, uh, you are not a problem to be fixed. You are a person to be loved. And wow. when, when I mm-hmm. heard that, I was kind of like stabbed in the heart uh, for a moment because I think I had used that same terminology for my wife in, in almost just a very blunt way of like, okay, we're going to this conference. We'll get you fixed. <laughs> and it was like, Oh, oh! Wow. I totally got that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's just such a such a beautiful, beautiful thing to just really receive. You know, Jesus. Jesus wants everything. He doesn't want us to have any substitutes. And and until he gets to the bottom of of things, um, he's not content. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what this this conference, I believe, really sets you up to do is to go to the roots of things so that you can be healed from your identity on out. Wow, that is uh, that is a lot. And I'm so encouraged to hear all of these stories. If you are just tuning in, Kevin Minetti is joining us this morning. We're talking about the healing the whole person. Registration is set to open on August 28th. It is an event for every single person listening today. Kevin, you were talking about these relationships. And I think many people, though, who are living through life and maybe they're listening now thinking, there's nothing wrong with me like that. I mean, my life has its difficulties, but I feel fine. The healing the whole person, though, in what other areas, maybe areas that people don't even realize they're being affected by, are areas that that this healing conference can kind of help a person understand more so that way, well, a, a marginal life can be just opened up to, to greater things. What are some of the areas that people maybe don't even realize they're living with, but those are areas that need healing. Sure, yeah. Well, Dr. Bob, he's developed, I think this is building off the work of uh, Ed Smith, Dr. Ed Smith. Um, he talks about, we, we all, in the Catholic tradition, we know the seven deadly sins. Well, he discussed something that's also the seven deadly wounds. So things that we all carry, and like one of them is, is rejection. You know, maybe um, maybe rejections come in a big way. Maybe that's through a um, an ended relationship or divorce. Um, maybe that could just be someone looking at you the wrong way and just kind of what those wounds do. Another is fear. If we feel like we're held back from doing certain things or we just feel this unnatural resistance um, to doing what is what is normal, um, maybe that's even just 
calling the car shop to make an appointment. Maybe there's this fear of being manipulated, you know. Um, sometimes people feel something like that. Or um, another one of the, the wounds that he discusses is, is abandonment. You know, maybe maybe you <laughs> played hide-and-seek as a child and, and, and um, you know, you hid really well and people gave up <laughs> and, and never came and found you. And, and that could leave kind of this this little wound of trauma. Like there's, everyone has something in need of, in need of healing. And, um, every day we're, we're, we're bumping up against people that are broken. So we get hurt in many ways and it's, and it's what we do with those hurts that defines how we move forward. So if you take those in, a lot of times we have this, um, what is the saying? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's it. It's kind yeah. Of like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, uh, no pain, no gain. Okay, so I need the pain, and it's going to make me who I am. But really, if you take all that in, that 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 can really make you a, a very wounded person. But if instead you know how to respond to it and say, okay, you know, um, this person's reacting to me because because they're broken. You know, they're they're seeking out um, just how to validate themselves, so they're taking it out on me. And and if you're able to have that mercy towards that person, and instead take it to Jesus then you're able to have compassion on them and you're able to have compassion on yourself. But a lot of times I feel like we take those things onto ourselves and we end up getting more wounded in the process. Oh, um, sure. So he, he just goes through so many um, different things. And, you know, one of the, when he goes through, he, he, he does the seven deadly wounds, but he also goes through the seven deadly sins. And for me, the one that I didn't know I struggled with in my family for the seven deadly sins was greed because, you know, I never had much, <laughs> especially as a new family. I'm just kind of like, well, I don't have much money, so I'm, I'm not very greedy. But the way that Dr. Bob describes it, he says like greed is, um, is, uh, like an attachment to not just, not just money, but attachment to security, like how you build things around you to keep you, keep you secure. And like, how you have all these structures and these plans and these agendas, like it's that unnatural attachment to security. And, and I could see that all throughout my family line. I could see that through my life of just, we would buy things in excess just to not um, be reliant on anybody or, or to never be in a moment of, of, of desperation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need that vulnerability like we need that that moment where we can reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, I need help because God's made us relational," you know. So that was that was one that like struck me as like I didn't even realize like greed was like you know I maybe maybe if I was a millionaire I could be greedy, but no, it's it, you know the poorest person can be greedy in how they relate to their things. That is just some of the ways that you will find to heal the whole person at the upcoming conference. So the registration opens August 28th. It is set for November 30th to December 2nd. I think, Kevin, we've been talking about it. There could be upwards of 2,000 people in attendance to this conference, yeah. not to mention the satellite events that will also be happening where they will be live streaming the event also. Kevin, it's been amazing conversation, and I just really appreciate appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Brenda.
And again, that is Kevin Manetti. Now you can find more information about the Healing the Whole Person on the Archdiocese webpage. And I will also be sure to add information where you can get right to that link. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 822 at Day Radio. Wow, they expecting 2,000 plus people for the conference. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And it was great to be able to talk with Kevin because he really broke down how the conference is going to run. And he talked about that day of equipment and where you can actually really learn how to use what you've been hearing mm-hmm. throughout the conference. Mm-hmm. The Archdiocese of Portland so generous because they have given us two tickets to give away to that day nice. of equipping. So uh, if you were planning to attend, well, then here is... <clears throat> A bonus opportunity for you to get those additional tickets to the Day of Equipment. We'll give those away uh, in our next half hour. Okay, stay tuned for that. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue segment. Uh, You can go to our website, deepadventure.com, and you can find out when we're doing our tandem surfing exhibitions or where we might be speaking. Also, all of our archived radio shows and deep adventure segments and books and things like that are available there for you. So be sure and go to our website and check that out. You know, here in Hawaii, we have beautiful mountains. Like looking at my house right now, I'm looking towards the Ko'olau Range. It's a range uh, used to, of course, it was a volcano. And it is a real difficult thing to hike to the top of that mountain. Uh, as you start to hike, eventually you're using ropes and it's kind of slippery and usually kind of get muddy. But when you get to the top of that range, the view looking towards the east is just you know phenomenal it's just beautiful and then you turn around and look out towards a diamond head and it's just so beautiful when my sons were young i used to take them up to the mountains a lot of times we did it at night because uh you know i was training them in the in the ninja art i was a ninja black belt and they were being trained to become uh, ninja ninjas too and we go up to the mountains a lot of times at night and we get up to the top of bony ridge this was in southern california by thousand oaks and we would look down and we see these just amazing views. We love to go up there, especially on the night before the full moon because the sun would be setting as the moon was rising. And we would see these majestic views. But it took a little bit of effort. It takes work. It took, you know, a good hour or more to get to the top of both these hikes I've described. But when you get there, you're pretty much alone. No one else is taking their time. You look down below, everyone else is in their houses. But you're up above and experiencing something beautiful. This is the same thing with the call to prayer. Set yourself aside. Set time aside. Go away to a remote place. Get away. I go down to the beach every night. But spend time. You won't get the views and the perspectives of the beauty of life unless you spend time alone um, with the mountain of the Lord. So this is Bear Wozniak with another Deep Virtue segment. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. 
That's benedictinbrewery.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. We'll have the latest for you on wildfires. That's coming up. And that registration opens today for Healing the Whole Person. I'll tell you more about it and how you can get two free tickets to the Day of Equipment coming up in news. Here is Dan Bremnis with He Knows. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I know you struggle and you're wrestling with unbelief. You feel the fire growing cold. Your broken heart is beating heavy like the air you breathe. You're in this valley all alone. So where do you turn? Where do you go? Well, he knows every pain, every tear that you've cried, every single part of you. And he knows every doubt, every fear that you fight, the battles you've been going through. And when it feels Taste the bitterness of suffering It always leaves us asking why But I believe that there's a reason for everything If we could see through His eyes Cause He knows every pain, every tear that you cried Every single part of you And He knows
Yeah, he knows. That is Dan Bremness, and he knows. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Archbishop Alexander Sample is inviting all of us to join in the Healing the Whole Person Conference on November 30th to December 2nd. Healing the Whole Person is the basis for Dr. Bob Shue's best-selling book, Be Healed, and takes place only four times each year in parish settings across the United States. Led by renowned speakers and authors Dr. Bob Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and Bart Schutz, the uniquely engaging format will help you see and experience God's healing love through teaching, prayer, personal reflection, adoration, worship, and the sacraments. This transformative event will be hosted at Our Lady of Levang Catholic Church, Sacred Heart in Medford, and Our Lady in Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove and Star of the Sea in Brookings will live stream the conference in English, and St. Alice Catholic Church will have Spanish language live stream in Springfield. Registration is already open, so get that on your calendar. Register today. Uh, online registration is required to attend any of the locations. You just heard me talk with Kevin Minetti about mm-hmm. his experience, and coming up right after our next break we're going to give away two tickets to the day of equipment courtesy of the archdiocese of portland all right well the cooler weather with the chance of rain this week will hopefully dampen some of the wildfires burning throughout the region the camp creek wildfire near portland's drinking water reservoirs in the mount hood national forest has grown to over 1,200 acres, according to the U.S. Forest Service. As of last report, the fire was 0% contained and about 1.5 miles from one drinking water reservoir and 3 miles from a water treatment facility. But officials with the Portland Water Bureau said Sunday afternoon that they have not detected any negative effects on the region's drinking water, nor do they expect any. Any ash that may fall on the Bull Run Reservoir closest to the fire, which holds almost 2.5 billion gallons of water, would be diluted, and the Water Bureau pulls water from the middle or lower parts of the reservoir, according to officials. So 150 fighters still doing their best right now to try to put the fire out. They've got aerial helicopters and planes working to drop on the uh, flames. And so looking at the weather today, hopefully that's going to help a lot. The Oregon Department of Transportation will shut down a portion of I-84 West for multiple hours today while it uses special equipment to recover the two semis that crashed into the Columbia River at nearly the exact same location on Friday night, but at different times. The westbound side of I-84 will be closed between Biggs Junction and Celilo near milepost 103 starting at 7 a.m. Westbound traffic will be diverted around the scene via Highway 30 and Highway 206. Drivers can also use Highway 97 to cross the river at Biggs Junction and use State Route 14 in Washington. Both drivers were able to escape their vehicles unharmed in the Sheriff County Uh, Sherman County Sheriff's Office said that crashes remain under investigation. Well, if you live in the Eugene Springfield area, you still have time to contribute to the back to school drive that runs through this Thursday. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is collecting school supplies to help dozens of families in need. 
We need utensils for kids to write with, pencils, ballpoint pens, crayons, colored pencils and dry erase markers, organizational tools like binders, notebooks, loosely paper subject dividers and three-hole punches, and then backpacks, lunchboxes, zippered pencil bags, things that you don't always think of that are little larger ticket items. If you're already doing school shopping for your child, if you're able to throw something extra into your own cart, you can drop it off at any of these locations and help these children out. Dylan Nichols is the communications coordinator for Catholic Community Services of Lane County. He says back-to-school drive donation barrels are located at their service centers in Eugene and Springfield, as well as a number of churches in the area. You can find out more on their website at ccslc.org. The 450 teachers in the Camas Education Association are walking the picket line instead of welcoming students to the first day of classes for the 2023-24 school year. Negotiations stalled late Sunday, prompting the call to walk out. The CEA said the district has a stockpile but refused to make commitments to reasonable class sizes or equitable funding for music, PE, and libraries. CEA Vice President Michael Sanchez told local news striking was clearly not the teacher first choice saying what we really want to have happen is for us to be at our schools Monday morning welcoming all our kids back from a great summer and getting to the work that we need to do and that did not happen so Camas became the first of three southwest Washington districts to go on strike the others battleground and evergreen have negotiating sessions scheduled for Monday in an effort to be in the classrooms when school is scheduled to begin on Wednesday and as we mentioned too, number of schools back at it today tomorrow I think Portland Public Schools so uh, be prepared seeing those uh, buses buses out on the streets again as uh, we start another school year In sports, U.S. Open Tennis Championships get underway this morning from the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center in New York. The two-week affair is the final Grand Slam event of the season. Now, there are a number of good storylines heading into the finale. Will there be another epic showdown between the ageless veteran Novak Djokovic and the talented upstart Carlos Alcaraz? The defending champ, by the way. You may recall Alcaraz beat Djokovic as well in the Wimbledon final this year. And on the women's side, can American team Coco Goff win her first Grand Slam title? To do so, she'll have to get through top seed Iga Swiatek in the quarterfinals. Goff had a great summer, by the way. She recently won the tournament in Cincinnati, so always a wonderful tournament. While there were many different contributors to St. Augustine's famous conversion, including the prayerful tears of his mother, the Bible played a pivotal part in his journey back to Christ. In particular, one day he was with a friend and heard a peculiar voice as he explains in his confessions. It says, I heard the voice of a boy or girl, I know not which, coming from a neighboring house, chanting and repeating, take up and read, take up and read. Immediately, my countenance was changed and I began most earnestly to consider whether it was unusual for children in any kind of game to sing such words, nor could I remember ever to have heard the like. So restraining the torrent of my tears, I rose up, interpreting it no other way than as a command for me from heaven to open the book and read the first chapter I should light upon. 
And his first verse his eyes fell upon was in Romans. And it says, let us conduct ourselves becomingly as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to gratify its desires. Well, this verse made a major impact on St. Augustine, and he had lived a life of debauchery, indulging in all the carnal desires. He didn't read any more of the Bible at that moment, and that was sufficient to pierce his heart. Augustine proceeded to dedicate the rest of his life to Jesus Christ and became one of the greatest saints the church has ever known. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Mark your calendars for September 8th, beginning at 7 o'clock p.m. is the Taisy Prayer at St. Agatha Church in Portland. St. Agatha Parish invites everyone to join Cantor Kathleen Lundquist and members of the St. Agatha Choir to sing, read the scriptures, pray, and experience the presence of the Lord in our midst. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So uh, you have some tickets here, I understand. We're going to give those away, so be ready when we come out of the break. David, you'll have weather, and then we'll give away those tickets. All right. We're also going to talk with Ed Longwa about a wonderful program, The Tibbetts House, after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It is 841 here at Mater Day Radio. We got a shift in weather today, clouds and cooler temperatures. There's also these days of rain expected this week also. So for your Monday, we have mostly cloudy skies, temperatures climbing to 80 degrees, about a 20% sh- uh, chance of showers before 10 o'clock, they think, and then afternoon haze. Overnight, we stay in the low 40s and then a chance of showers into Tuesday. Then through the rest of the week, Again, chances low and some higher chances of rain Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So Uh is this the shift to fall yet? 
Could be. We'll see. Currently 64 degrees at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. And it is 64 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. All right, through the generosity of the Archdiocese of Portland, we've been talking about this Healing the Whole Person Conference. They have offered to a caller today uh, two tickets to the Day of Equipping. And you heard a little bit more about that with Kevin Minetti's interview. So we are going to give away, so that'll kind of help ease the cost of that registration, two tickets for the Day of Equipping at Healing the Whole Person Conference. The conference is coming up in the end of November, first day of December. Uh, Registration opens today, and we're going to give away those tickets. All right, second caller. Here's the number, 888 823-5286. That's 888-823-5286. One more time for you, 888-823-5286. Call now. In the Gospels, Jesus tells his disciples, I am giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as if I loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. Well, if you want an example of this quote in action, look no further than the Tibbetts House at St. Ignatius Catholic Church in Portland. Ed Longwa, the communications director at Catholic Charities of Oregon, called my attention to the Tibbetts House a couple of days ago, and Ed joins us this morning to give us some insight into this wonderful program. How are you today? I'm well, David. Thank you. So appreciative that you have me here, and, and hello to your listeners. Absolutely. So how's your summer going, by the way? I'm having a delightful summer. got a grandson. I've had some nice trips and uh, doing some yard work. Hey, nice. Well, I know how that goes. Well, it is great to see you. And after you told me about the Tibbetts House, I went on to St. Ignatius' website and watched the video titled, Living What You Believe, Catholic Charities and Oregon Parish open home and hearts to refugees. I got to tell you, Ed, I got a little emotional watching that video. It's a wonderful program. Tell our folks about the Tibbetts House. David, St. Ignatius Parish in Southeast Portland, of course, is run by the Jesuits. Yeah. Uh, Ignatius being the founder of the Jesuits. And in about 2017, 2018, at a time in our nation when immigrants were getting it on the chin pretty hard for one reason or another, St. Ignatius decided to use a spare house that they had to welcome refugees. The Jesuits promoted this. A team of volunteers came forward. It's a house not far from the church, and it's used to house newly arrived refugees while Catholic Charities works with them on their legal papers, their health status, their health care, and searches for more permanent housing. It's a nice big house. It's about five bedrooms. Uh, Recently, there's been a family from the Central African Republic, a family of nine, I believe, packed in there, kids running around. It's just a beautiful thing all the way around, David. Yeah, I really encourage folks to learn about the Tibbetts House and look at this video that I watched on St. Ignatius' website. As I said, too, it's really a wonderful program. And I, as I'm watching this video and thinking about refugees, and, and the video kind of goes into this a little bit, but think about if you were somebody who maybe lived in a war-torn country, maybe had to deal with food security issues, all of those things, and you have to pack up and move to another country, sight unseen, not knowing what you're going to encounter, yet here is a group of people, volunteers, 
folks from Catholic Charities of Oregon who greet you and help you, how big that would be to be able to have that. David, I don't think we can imagine what these people have gone through in their home countries. Some have been threatened with death. And you're right. When they finally get to the United States, which is not easy, David, this can process that can take years. People live in refugee camps for a long time, which can be squalid. When they do finally get here, it's like being on another planet, I'm told. Yeah. The language is different. The customs are different. How do you go to the doctor? How do you get on the bus? And so to have uh, a group like Catholic Charities, and it's volunteers. We can't do this without volunteers, David. First thing they do is welcome these people at the airport. Talk about tears. I've watched some of these welcome ceremonies, Mm. the the hugs, the signs of welcome, the embraces just will, will... melt your heart right but then the hard part comes next it's that it's those early months when people are trying to adjust to a new life a new world uh apply for health care get through the federal applications for for aid and for for work it's it's just daunting and so to have the help of catholic charities case managers who are experts at this right but then also volunteers at a place like tibbet's house led by a parishioner named carrie babin who go visit them. They play with the children. They maybe take people to the grocery store. They teach them how to get on TriMet, take them to worship. It's really revived this life here. And and what what people find out is it's a two-way street. While the refugees are having a wonderful experience, the volunteers also have their lives just filled up. And we could talk more about that. Yeah. I mean, you talk about faith in action. This is a program that really shows that. And for the volunteers, I think one gentleman in the video said he's been doing this now for four years. It's part of his life to be able to help these refugees who come to the country. Couldn't be done without the volunteers. David, in many of the cases, uh, there's another house down in Selwood that uh, neighbors decided to buy and offer to Catholic Charities refugees. So these are just neighbors who bought the house right. and, are, and are offering it. And But not only that, but they've done the same thing that the Tippett's House folks have done. Take people to pick berries, take people to the Rose Festival Parade, develop relationships that are so key to human thriving. Mm. To me, that's what the volunteers have done so well. We at Catholic Charities have the professional knowledge to get through all the applications and maneuvers you have to do. But the volunteers are the ones who step forward with the relationships, yeah. which can make the transition so much smoother and, and beautiful from both sides. When I talked about this video being emotional in the sense that when you see the smiles on the faces from these refugees who, again, don't know what they're going to encounter when they come to this new country, I mean, it's really heartwarming to see. It's amazing. And what I'm told, David, is is that Every refugee will have a vision of what the United States might be like, and often it's unrealistic. Right. And when they come, there can be a sense of disappointment. Oh, the United States mm. isn't paved with gold. Right. Uh, but the the smiles of the people, as you mentioned, the, the the acts of kindness, just being present, can help people get through that that dis- moment of disillusionment, and then get to that point of embracing reality and what a great community we have. Yeah, wonderful. Ed Longwa, he is the Communications Director for Catholic Charities of Oregon, talking about the Tibbetts House at St. Ignatius Catholic Church here in Portland, as well as the Refugee Program with Catholic Charities of Oregon. I was looking online at the Refugee Program on Catholic Charities' website, and I mean, it's quite uh, layered. There's a lot there, that the help that you provide. That's right, David. If you can imagine a refugee has to do things like apply for health care, 
uh, apply for work. Catholic Charities and our volunteers are there to help, but we're, ultimately we, we are trying to help people gain self-sufficiency rather quickly. Mm-hmm. The federal government gives a limited amount of cash aid to refugees, so we need to help prepare these people soon. There's language barriers. We, we have a cultural education class at Catholic Charities. All refugees come there to learn how to deal with American culture. We have English as a second language mm-hmm. uh, volunteers and tutors uh, working that angle. We help place children in the right school, trying to find the right program for, for children who maybe have never spoken English or, or are new to it. And it's the children that, that you watch that really fill up your heart, that they, they just rather quickly. Yeah. It's the adults and the parents that maybe have a little harder time. As you can imagine, the children often become the translators and the cultural translators for their sure. parents. Yeah. I'm just speaking of which that I'm wondering how many uh, interpreters that uh, Catholic Charities works with, with all of the different countries that you deal with. We have a service we use called Linguava, which is wonderful. You call up on the phone and say, hey, I need a Swahili interpreter <laughs> right. or, or a Rwandanese interpreter, and they can find people quick. And that, that, that's been a beautiful thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, of course, have Spanish speakers and French speakers on our staff, and I believe some Arabic speakers too. But you're right, there's so many different languages. You look at any hotspot in the world, David, right now, uh, Central African Republic, Syria, Afghanistan. These are places where we are getting refugees coming to our, our community and building our beautiful Portland community. What richness we're, yeah. we are privileged with helping build here. Yeah. What also struck me too, and, and you, you touched on this a little bit, and that was about not only is Catholic Charities and the folks at St. Ignatius Parish helping the refugees, but what the volunteers are getting back in return. And I really got a sense of that through the video. I think anyone who does ministry, David, learns that it's a two-way street. There's a whole branch of theology on that, the mission theology, that we become missionaries not just to help the people, but to be transformed ourselves. Often it's their dependence on God, their joy in, in the small things, really has a transformative effect on us. Like I said, we can't imagine as Americans what these folks have gone through. Right. And if we just get a taste of it, I think it makes us realize the human spirit is much more resilient and stronger than we think. Yeah. It's also fragile. It's the paradox, David. It's, mm-hmm. it's fragile. These people have gone through trauma that needs to be healed, but they've survived. Yeah. They've come here and they add a great deal of richness and strength to us and, and help us move forward and see new things and enjoy new cultures. It's, yeah. it's an, an enriching experience to meet some of these folks. Yeah, it really is. Again, I encourage folks, it's the Tibbetts House. Go on to St. Ignatius Parish website. Watch the video about the Tibbetts House. I guarantee you, you will be inspired. Ed Longwa, he is the Communications Director at Catholic Charities of Oregon. Ed, thank you for calling attention to the Tibbetts House. Really appreciate that. Thanks for letting your people know about it, David. All right. God bless. It is 8.53 here at Matra Day Radio. Big congratulations to Kathy. She was the winner of the day of equipping tickets for the Healing the Whole Person conference coming at the end of the year. But that registration is open today. So you can find out a lot more information about that conference if you go to our community calendar. And it is also full of great events that you can uh, do today and all the way through the week. You can find it at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members. 
including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, Despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. Well, a little drizzle out there this morning. Patrick reported coming in, so we may see that to the afternoon hours. High of 81 degrees, your uh, top end of the forecast today. Then low of 61, 40% chance of rain. Tuesday, up to 80% chance of rain. Now they're saying only about 72 degrees. Oh, been a really? while, I think, since we've been that that, that <laughs> cool. So, Let me uh, get a sweater. Yeah, you better you better do that. It's currently sixty four degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, it is unspoken with start a fire, and we are the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Red is unspoken and start a fire. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Look at that. We made it through a Monday. We made it through a Monday. The last Monday of August. Make the most of it. <laughs> that is very true. David and Brenda with you wrapping up the morning blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. So, uh, I don't know. I just want to go stand out and stand in the coolness. Take a, a nice big uh, lungful of yes. this cool mo- uh, air that we've yeah. got. Today. I think the air quality is supposed to be a little bit better today. Kind of hazy yesterday. So it was uh, all weekend. Yeah, looking forward to that uh, today. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. We hope you have a very blessed day.